Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Dish, trusted and innovation solution basketball training machines. Check out their revolutionary skill building program at drdishbasketball.com. Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano. Today's guest, the X-Files, joins the show, Jeremy File. We talk hoop, life. Let's dive right in with Jeremy. about the Warriors organization and how they handled this whole KD thing. Um, do you really think they thought it was a tear and we're just kind of trying to downplay it and make it a like a calf injury so that they can actually trade him at the end of the season? No, no. I, this is, um, I dealt with the same thing. Gosh, this is a perfect conversation for me and you because what you've been dealing with. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, this is a really uh, touchy subject for a lot of people. I want to say this. Number one, um, the Warriors did handle it incorrectly, but no, nothing was – when he first had the injury, it was a calf. The pe- what people don't understand is when you strain or tear a calf muscle, you can come back. It's not a great idea to come back quick. Um, I tore a calf muscle. I had a strain. It took me about, man, I played probably too fast on it and uh, retore it again. Um, connected. So, you know, people don't, you know, you understand it now, especially dealing with your injury. It's so connected, that calf all the way down to the Achilles, something's got to give. And you put all that weight on that foot, something's going to go. And it's either your calf, and if it's really bad, there's too much pressure, your Achilles goes. What happened was he tore his calf. When I tore my calf, the doctor trainer said the same thing. I can't believe your Achilles didn't bust and didn't tear. Your Achilles is hard as a rock. And usually that's due to overuse injury, playing too much. These guys have been playing a ton of games back-to-back-to-back years. Um, they dropped the ball because they should have came up right from day one saying this is a very bad injury. We would love to have him come back. KD wants to come back. He's dying inside right now. They needed to, needed to promote it, Andre, that way. What happened was – it was day to day, you know, we're finding out what Katie wants to do. Then it turned into a media circus. Then talking heads are questioning his heart. And Hey, all of us were, that's what we're supposed to do as fans. And right. They did not handle it correctly. They should have came out from day one. This is a really, really bad injury. I don't expect him to come back. We're just hoping that he can, but it's really bad. Boom. It's over. Now we all know it was bad. It was as bad as it looked because it was bad. It looked horrible the first day he did it. And here we are now, and it sucks. It just sucks. No, it, it really does. So you're saying that he tore a calf, which you think is true by them. Yes. And then went ahead and then blew out his Achilles. Yeah, no, there's no way he tore his Achilles 
the first there's, there's no way he could have even done what he did in the first X amount of minutes of that game. He had a, uh, a strained calf, which is a bad, bad injury. I don't care what anyone says. I had it, and it's you can't even walk and put pressure on it. When you notice when he first did it, he was hobbling. He was putting barely any pressure on it. You can still walk on it, but you can't push off of it. It's just as bad. You know, it, it's like the thing leading up to tearing your Achilles. That's what trainers told me. This is the beginning. You're very lucky that it was your calf, but you, you shouldn't probably play. Now, what happened was my info was this. He does have great trainers. They, they have the right people to get that muscle back. But, you know, when you're when you've played all those games and it was really bad, they just needed to come out and say it. it's a really bad calf injury. We're, we're very nervous. Just be honest. We're nervous that it could could it wasn't Achilles. It's not. But we're very nervous that it could be. Just be honest. Quit putting everybody. You know, it was a soap opera, Andre. I mean, it was nonstop. We didn't know how bad he really was hurt. And it made Kevin Durant look bad. That's the sad part. It made him look you know, the whole talk is now, I mean, oh, you know, it's so sad. Well, you know, what's really sad is that the organization didn't come up and say how bad it really was. And now they're crying and they're sad. They dropped the ball. They really did. I think that's a great organization, but they dropped the ball. They should have been more clear from day one. And uh, there, here's the injury we get. You know, he, he was in a split position. You know, you guys train a lot under, you know, when you're in that split position. Oh, yeah. That's uh, how I tore mine. Yeah. I didn't mind doing a lateral bound. Oh, in a split position. Yeah, the split position. All basketball players, we all know that. You split your legs and you push off that back foot. And he pushed and, and it was done. And um, they, I just – I can't say it enough. They dropped the ball by not being clear day one that it's really bad. Don't expect them to come back. But, you know, I don't – someone needed to do it. Why didn't – if I was the coach, even, I'm going to even blame Steve Kerr. I love Steve I wish he would have been a little more stern, like, hey, this is a bad injury, and our guys are really upset and frustrated for him. We feel terrible for him. And he wants to play so bad, but it's just a really tough injury. Nobody said that, ever. No, no one did say that. I mean, if if, if he was my teammate, I would have said the same thing. It doesn't matter, man. It's, it's a game. You know, win or lose, yes, I understand. It has to deal with a ring and a championship. But in all in, – and everything, everybody wants you to be healthy. They, yeah. they all want you to. They, they all want you to. So, hey, we can play without you. You helped us get here. If we win, great. Kudos for us. If we lose, it's not a big deal, bro. We we've been there, done that. We lose, yeah. so what? We have next year to make it up. Maybe you resign with us. Maybe yeah. you don't. And if you don't resign, well, then you don't. It's just that's it's a business. You. At that point, you just got to say, hey, you got to move on because it has to do with money or has to do with happiness. Hey, man, everybody understands. It's not like we're going to go, oh, well, we lost this time. Let's let's bring you back and try to win it next year. Like, no, dude, you don't have to do that. You know, just, you know, honestly, you know, it's, if they if they knew they weren't going to resign them, well, they pretty much already ended that now for sure, because basically what they've done is I thought this could have been, and I'm wrong too, because you know, I, you know how I am. I'm old school. We both are. So I, a little bit of me was frustrated at KD because I was like, you know, if it's a calf and the way they're talking, gosh, maybe he's holding out and maybe he just wants to protect 
his future, which is very important. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you're talking hundreds, you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Right. And, and I, and I get it. And I'm, and I'm guilty as anyone is, but I just think it, it was the way it was portrayed. It wasn't, I'm a player. You're, you were a player. You're a coach. You're a trainer. We all, we all, we all care about the player. And my thing was the way it was mentioned and the way it was portrayed it did seem like he was holding out a little bit, but if they just would have came forward and said, we care about this guy's future and, and we want him, mean, they did a horrible job of recruiting him for next year. I mean, they did a horrible job. I mean, if they really wanted him to resign, you have to say those things. Kevin Durant, I mean, you got to, this is a selling job, right? This is a business. If I was a GM, my first thing I would have said is Kevin Durant is the best player in the world, even if I don't fully believe it. I mean, that's a good argument, though. I mean, he's maybe the best. He's the best player in the world. We don't want him to get injured again. This is a horrible injury. And, gosh, this kid has so much heart. He wants to play. He's fighting. He's rehabbing. But the chances are he's probably not going to play. And if he does, boy, you know, that's a maybe a risk that we don't want. That's how bad this injury is. Boom, it's over, it's done, he doesn't play. The Warriors maybe win, maybe lose, who knows. But then it turned into, uh, are they better without him? I'm guilty of that. I started questioning it. And they never were clear. And you have to be clear. And now he's gone, for sure. I, I can't imagine him coming back. I mean, I think that as much as I know they're hurting and the players are sad and the GM and, and the, the emotion is real, they did not handle it correctly. Yeah, no, I know. I don't think they handled it correctly at all. Um, for one thing is, to be honest, how is someone going to sign him knowing that he's not playing with them next year? It's a year-long process to get better. I mean, look at DeMarcus Cousins. It was a year. Like, really? You think someone's going to give him a multi-million dollar contract, $100 million contract, knowing that he's not playing for a whole year? Yes, I do think someone will. And I think that someone will be the Knicks. I think the Knicks will still I just they're so terrible anyway. And and honestly they need some some hype. They need some uh somebody to be there. I think their their thing with K D would be look, we know this year is a is a rebuilding process. We know you're still hurt. You're gonna come on board. We're gonna fight like crazy to get another guy there. Here's the problem with the Knicks. They're already gonna have a really hard time of getting A D because of the trade talks already happening with the Lakers. The Lakers right. are really talking about they want to give him Lonzo Ball, they want to give him Ingram, and the fourth pick. I'm a, if you're the Pelicans, you better get on that now. I mean, you're yeah. a very good young player in Ingram. You're going to get Lonzo Ball, who's – I know people don't like him saying this. I think he's a very good player still. He just has to – Oh, I think he's an awesome player. In the draft, who's going to be a really good player. Not sure who it's going to be, but, man – you know, let's just say somehow you get an R.J. Barrett. I mean, you get another really good young kid, and you get – I mean, it's incredible with Pelicans. They got Drew Holiday still. They can really rebuild, and then the Lakers can get what they want. They can get A.D. with LeBron. That's what they wanted from day one. So then Durant's in a bit – it's a big mess because where is he going to want to go now? You're not going to want to go to New York by yourself. And maybe it does turn into the Kyrie. Um, but I think if the Knicks can get Kyrie and KD, and KD's not 100% this year, maybe plays just towards the end, and they're good enough to make the playoffs, it's so worth it. It's so worth it for an organization that's been terrible. So the New York Knicks for sure should do it. 
I I just don't see them to be honest. Knicks get him. They're not making the playoffs because he ain't playing. And they're not going to make the playoffs with just having Kyrie. They couldn't make the playoffs with Porzingis. And that dude's seven foot tall. You think you're going to make it with a six foot guy? I don't think so. It's, it's tough. I mean, honestly, there's a lot. I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, the, here's the here's the really crappy thing for KD. To be 100% honest, he probably should stay now. You know, they should probably find a way to keep him. And they're still good enough to win without him for a while and still be very good. And then he kind of puts them over the top like they always have if he gets back towards the end for the playoffs. That's what I think. That's what I think. That's probably his best decision. But I'll tell you what, man, the way it was handled in the in the talks of him, them being just as good without him and all the 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 mainstream media, the way they portrayed it, that guy's got a really, really big decision. And I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I guess just to answer your first question, I think it's definitely worth it for another team to take them. I think it's definitely worth it. I think that it, it's not a one-year thing. It's a, hey, KD, we want you here for, for a while. And we want you to read. We're, we're willing to let you do your due diligence and rehab. And hey, we're for you to sit out of here. I would definitely do it. But um, – yeah, I, I get that. He might not be the same player, but um, he, he might bounce back bigger, stronger than ever. Well, you never know. Yeah, I mean, he's still young enough where it's just a really bad injury. I mean, it's a hard injury. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Ever since I did that to my cab, I mean, this was this is eight years ago now when I did it. I was just finishing up pro ball. Um, you know, I, I was kind of thinking I was done, and uh, I started getting into the training world. And, and you you overuse in training a lot too. A lot of trainers will tell you this when you're in the gym nonstop, multiple. I think that's what happened probably with you. I mean, you were always in the gym, and then that step, and it it's just a tough thing you know there's so many guys that I know that were former players that uh do what we do they coach and train and then they tore an Achilles yeah that were former players that um you know they don't they they were just training and they were in the gym and then it happened uh, I played with a guy at the pro level and he tore his Achilles uh, he was probably 27 28 when he did it great player played overseas and he never played again um and that, it's just the reality of it. When I tore my camera, it, it held me back. It, it was hard for me to get back to being the same player as I was. And it's just a hard entry. Um, but it can definitely happen. I mean, you can come back from it. You can do it. Guys have done it. Um, I mean, you look at Cousins, he's not been the same player, but he's still been out there. He's still made a difference sometimes. He's a much heavier player than KD. So I think yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of question marks, man. A lot of question marks. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks there. I, I think, to be honest, if he were to go and, uh, you know, go anywhere and, and, and try to bounce back, to be honest, I think the guy can do it. I really think he, he could bounce back and be just fine. I mean, with the, with, the top people in the medical fields and, and what they're doing now, um, you know, 
I really think he has a chance to just be come back better than what he was. And the reason why I say that is not only with him training, but look at all the recovery he gets to do for a year. I yeah. mean, how, I mean, how many games do they play? I mean, it's it's insane how many games they play. It's right. Too it's too many. It's too many with the season, the preseason, the playoffs, and you know everybody always they always say Charles is always saying it. Hey, playoffs are here, man. You got to step it up a notch, like you know. And I, it, it seems like the best players, which are like the five star players, are in cruise control third or fourth gear throughout the season every now and then they they step it in the fifth gear but then once playoffs come they step it in a fifth so for me i think it's going to do good for him you know just a year of rest uh a year of maybe some yoga some stretching some recovery what i mean whatever they they have him doing all you know he's going to have nothing but the best sports doctors around him anyways I think he would come back stronger, healthier, and better if, yeah. if he does everything the right way and, and I guess, will listens to his staff. Um, this you know, Andre, you know what the biggest misconception from the public is that, that guys are in cruise control? Because being a part of pro basketball and kind of watching it at a lower level, when we played, a lot of guys would play overseas and they would jump into another league and they're playing – you know, I would say on average, most pro guys not in the NBA still play. If it's overseas or even the level I played in, um, you're still playing 40 to 50 games a year. So it's a lot less, but you're still playing a lot of games. Some guys go from season to season, and then when you go overseas, you, you practice more. But right. the misconception with NBA is that guys take the season off and only play in the playoffs. If you watch the season – it's not a huge drop-off. I mean, guys still play hard. They just get to their spots. The pro game's different. You get to your spots. You're still getting up and down the court. Um, what changes a lot in playoff basketball is just the defense. The defense is a little better. Uh, possessions are more uh, important. So guys don't take plays off on defense as much. But on offense, it's the same thing. You know, Steph plays the same way most of the year. Um, KD plays the same most of the year. LeBron you know, his usage rate, I mean, he's, he, he's always on offense doing a lot. So I think that in there's so many games, and then these guys play in the Olympics, you know, and then they, you know, look at that now. They're playing in the Olympics every four years. 